0: Kids, this part of the service is the part that's for you. So here's what I need you to do. I need all the kids. If you call yourself a kid, I need you to come down. We have reserved a row right in the front for you. My kids are leading the charge. So come down. Have a seat here. Have a seat right in the front there. Getting all ready. Getting the presents all put together. Getting our tree. You guys like our tree this year?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting. All right. Wow. We got, a good, we got a good crew here. Got a good crew this morning. Oh, such a good Hey, good morning. Such a good morning. Now, who here is just a teensy bit excited for tomorrow? A few of you? Just a couple. Not a lot. But we have a few that are like, well, I guess. I mean, it's Christmas. How many are excited for tomorrow? Okay. That's more like it. Come on now. So what we wanted to do, we thought the best thing we could do is maybe just help you guys, for those of you who haven't had a lot of Christmases under your belt like I have, maybe give you a little example of how Christmas morning should go. Okay, so that's what we were thinking we'd do. So what I want you to do now is put your hands together for Christmas morning. (laughs) Okay, kids kids it's time to get up it's time for christmas the presents are ready yes yes it's christmas. it's christmas it's christmas it's christmas it's so great it's so great i know i know okay okay have a seat have a seat okay you gotta you gotta sit down okay here we go no no okay okay all right russell russell okay okay are you guys excited yes okay all right. Now, I I I know you guys had asked Santa for a couple of things. Yeah. yeah. But I a wanted to give you things. I wanted to give you a few things. Children, it's Christmas. It's Christmas. Okay. Let's love each other. Let's show the love of Jesus.
1: No. <laughs> okay. All right. I, need them
0: I got each of you 3 presents.
1: Yeah, 5. You can have 3.
0: Now let's let's start with the first presents. What don't open them until I tell you. So I'm gonna give. No, that, that one's yours. Ru- open for me. Co- there for Cody, me. Russell. Oh. Okay. All right. Here we go. Okay, now no. Let's let's be patient. I know we're excited. Yeah. Russell, why don't you open yours first?
1: No, me first, me Sarah, first, ladies first! Ladies first! Let's let's show the love of Jesus. Okay?
0: Russell, just open your present, okay? okay, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my Yeah. Daddy, it's a new shirt. Dad, I know. You I love plaid. It. It's so I great. I want
0: it. Yes. I want no, this. You, know. Know. Okay. I you, you have a that. present. You have you your own smell present. That. that was that was interesting. Okay. I really wanted that. All right, that Cody. One. This is this is your present. I I I knew what you really wanted, and so I hope you enjoy it.
1: It's a PlayStation!
0: It is! <laughs> Merry Christmas! You
1: got a PlayStation! It's way better than yours! Daddy! That's not good! Because you are happy
0: with the present! okay, no, no! Children! 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 Look at this! Okay. Okay. Don't fear, I have more presents. Okay? I have more presents. It's fine. Now, now, Cody, why don't you come sit on this end of the couch? Let's yeah. put some space between both Give of me you.
1: Space. <laughs> okay. Merry Christmas. Okay.
0: Here's your, your next present. Okay. What is it, I'm Russell? An astronaut. Here you go. Okay. Now, Cody's going to open hers first. Oh, Mommy first. She's going to open first. yours first. <laughs> okay. It is an Apple. You know how I always call you my Apple? like you're the I'm apple my eye. Ah, you are my little so apple. apple. I'm going to
1: throw up, Daddy. Okay? I love it. Thank
0: you. Thank you, it's quite delicious. Yes, Merry Christmas. Okay, it's Russell, my now. my turn. Yes, now you can open yours. Present for each of you, all right? Okay.
1: Can I have a go? Stop!
0: Cody, there's no, this is this is Russell's. Okay. No, okay. Russell, why don't you open yours first? No, I think go. you're really gonna oh, like this. Maybe you'll get a crate. It's that vintage cardiac owner from the Fast I, and Furious yeah, movies. It. It's the car. Yeah? Oh my.
1: Nah, Dad, nah, okay, a, yes. Stop. Yeah. No, me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, all right, yes. i so
0: excited. Dad. I know. Okay, Dad. all right. Now, Cody. Not now, Cody. Dad, I, I, think, I think you should open your present. Let's. I. I that's so bad. Okay. Now, let's. Let's. No! Okay. Let's just open your present. I think you're really gonna like this. So I know you've been good all year. But what's in the box?
1: It's a blueberry. Stop!
0: (laughs) It's the keys to your very own brand new car. Ah!
1: I know. You've been so good. I know.
0: I know. You're my favorite. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. Let's, Russell, let's, no, 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 no. Children, children, let's be happy for one another and what we got. Hey, no, no, no. Come back. Children, 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 hey, no, that's not, this is not Christmas, this is not, you're going to step on children, come on, now, let's behave, come on, oh, good, thank you, at least now you're being nice to each other, that's there, that's more like it, okay, now guys, let's let's just love each other. Just be happy for one... No, no, Hey! Hey! Kids! Kids, come on! Come on now, come on. That is no way to behave this Christmas. Christmas morning. Oh, goodness. Wow. Wow. That was... That was something. So, I am so glad, though, that Christmas is just a giant gift competition. Aren't you glad that that's what Christmas is all about? Wait, you know, Christmas isn't just all about who gets the best present? Are you you sure? Oh, okay. Well, good. I'm glad you guys know that. Because guess what? I've got some news for you. Whether it's tomorrow on Christmas morning, whether it's the day after Christmas or whether it's the day you go back to school, I guarantee you that at least one person is going to get a cooler present than you got, a better present than you got at Christmas. And the tough part is, you have to decide what to do with that. Because what happens is, when we start to give our presents a value just based on how much they cost, or what gift is cooler, we're totally missing the point of Christmas. We are totally missing what happens when someone gives you a gift. Because I've got some more news for you. Did you know there is no law in the United States or in any country that says parents have to buy their kids presents at Christmas? (laughs) Parents are cheering for that one. That means every gift under your tree, guys, every gift is something that someone bought for you, not because they had to, but because they wanted to. Right. If we get hung up on how much things cost or my brother's or my sister's presents better than mine, we completely miss the point of all of these gifts. The point of these gifts is because they're given in love. They're given because your parents and your families and your friends love you. It's not because they're trying to outdo one another or trying to help you understand what it's like to see someone else be happy and you be miserable. Everything that they're doing is out of love, right? And now Jesus had a really cool encounter. And what happened is, in the book of Luke, he was in the middle of teaching, and this guy drags his brother, and they come up, and they say, Jesus, you need to tell my brother that he needs to split the inheritance with me. And Jesus is in, like, the middle of talking about something else. And so he kind of steps back, and he's like, "Uh, I don't want to get in the middle of this. And and the guy presses him. He's like, no, you need to tell him to split the inheritance. Does anyone know what an inheritance is? It is basically if your parents have money when they pass away, that money usually goes to the oldest son. But sometimes it goes to both. So this, probably the younger son, was demanding that the older son split the money. And so Jesus responds by saying this. He says, life does not consist in the abundance of your possessions. Everyone say abundance abundance, right? Basically, what that means in 21st century terms is it's not all about the stuff, right? You could have a pile of presents under your Christmas tree tomorrow, but your life is not about how many presents you have. Now, how many of you last year got a really cool present for Christmas? Just like super cool. It was on your wish list. You absolutely loved it, okay? That's pretty much everyone up here. Good job, parents. Way to listen. Now, this year, how many of you who got that cool present still asked for something this year? There's <laughs> someone like, I see where you're going with this, you just trapped me. All right, so even if you got that really cool present last year, there's still something else you wanted this year, wasn't there? Right? Don't get caught in thinking that that one perfect present is going to be the thing that makes you happy, right? It's going to be the thing that solves all your problems, because it won't. Now, every day when I drive to, to work, I have an 18-year-old car, or actually a 17-year-old car, to be specific. It's, it's, it's kind of old. But you know what? I don't have any payments on it. All right? Now, when I'm driving down the road and a Mercedes Benz just flies right past me, I have a choice to make. I can be content with what I have and be happy, or I can be jealous and want that other thing because it's better, because it's newer, because it's flashier. Right? But if I do that, then I'm robbing myself of appreciating the gift that I have, which is a car that I don't have to pay for. It's already paid off, right? And what happens is, if if we do that with our presence, if we sit down, and did you see how immediately Pastor Cody was so excited about that PlayStation, but then as soon as she didn't get something as good as Rush, she was upset about it. I want you to not have that view tomorrow. I want you to appreciate what's in your lap. Because do your, do, your presents ha- do your parents have to buy you these presents? No. We already learned that, right? So you need to appreciate what you got. Not because Jesus wants us to just appreciate presents, but because the abundance in our life, the, the things that matter, aren't just the gifts. It's the fact that someone gave it to you. Someone loved you enough to give you those presents. So each one of these presents is a gift of love. And I want you to remember that. Because the greatest gift we have this year is the gift that Jesus came down to earth to be with us, right? You guys think so? Do you think that's the greatest gift? All right. And that great gift is eternal life. And Pastor Allen's going to talk about that a little bit later, okay? So you guys have been awesome. I want you to carefully head back to your chairs with your parents. When you do the candle lighting, please don't burn down the church. Just a one public service announcement. Yes. All right, guys. So Merry Christmas.
2: amen okay so now all of you know how my staff meetings are every single Tuesday will you be in prayer for me please I'm not lying I'm not lying just for a few minutes I promise not a full blown sermon just kind of a sermonette I want to begin by reading the Christmas story. Let's focus in and hear what God would speak to our heart today. Luke chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Chirinus was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, every one, to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was, while, while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And suddenly there was with the angel angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now, there have been many, many illustrations and writings to help us better understand this miracle called the incarnation. That's a big word. We'll talk about it in just a second. But one of my favorite stories to try to help us understand this is from a Danish uh, theologian from the 1800s named Soren Kierkegaard. He tells the story, just listen closely, he tells the story of a prince who wanted to find a maiden that would be his future queen one day while running an errand for his father the king he passed through a very poor section of one of the villages and as he glanced out the window of his carriage his eyes fell upon a beautiful peasant girl now during the ensuing days he came up with some extra reasons to go through that same part of town and soon he fell in love but there was a big problem here how would he ask for her hand. He could, of course, force her to marry him, but listen, he was from a different world. He lived in a palace. She in a little house with a thatched roof and dirt floors. He was a prince. She was a pauper. She was a peasant. He could make her marry him He was the prince. He could do whatever he wanted. But even a prince wanted his bride to choose him and not be forced or coerced. He could have showed up in his splendid uniform and robe and rode up right in front of her little house with his great carriage and horse-drawn, you know, with six horses and all of this and gotten out, but he would never know if she married him out of love or simply she was just overwhelmed with his riches and the opulence. So the prince came up with an unconventional answer. He gave up his kingly robe. He stepped down from his position in the kingdom. And he moved physically into the village. He lived with the people. He got to know them. He ate with them. He cried with them. He laughed with them. He became a part of their lives. And soon the maiden fell in love with him for who he was. And because he had first loved her. Now this is a... This very simple story explains beautifully what we mean by this word in the incarnation. And all that means is God came and lived among us. That's why we call Jesus Emmanuel, because that word means, and that name means what? God with us. So today on Christmas Eve, we can rejoice and find great comfort in the truth of the incarnation for two main reasons. First, it shows beyond a shadow of a doubt that God is in fact with us. That he loves us. That he's for us and not against us. He didn't just create this world, set it spinning and then say good luck. Number two, it gives us a first hand view of God's heart and character. When you're talking about your Christianity, when somebody asks you about God, don't talk about rules and regulations. Don't talk about a dusty religion. Talk to them about a person. Speak to them about a person. Tell them what this person has done, that person, Jesus Christ. See, God is invisible. God is, is, the idea of God is kind of incomprehensible, un- incomprehensible to us, but in the person of Jesus, we can see who God is, and he is revealed in Christ. God is mysterious. God is bigger than the universe But in the person of Jesus, we find out that this almighty deity in heaven actually wanted to come down and dwell among us, that he loved us that much to talk our language, to eat our food, to feel and go through the suffering and the pains that we go through and to die for our sin. Why would a God who has everything, why would a God who is self-sufficient, Omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent. Why would he sacrifice so much? Listen to me if you don't hear anything else. Because, listen, above the power, above the glory, above the majesty is love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And God just doesn't love the world. He loves you. And he loves me. Love, love, love drives the heart of our Father. Always has and always will. Look at the screen. Jesus came born as a baby in a lowly manger so that we could know him personally, love him deeply. And follow him daily. The incarnation, that big word, the incarnation of God in the form of Jesus Christ is the most amazing miracle that has ever been done. I don't completely understand it, do you? And I certainly fall short in trying to explain it to you this morning. But I believe it. With everything in me, I believe it. And I've staked my life and my family and everything on it. If you're here this morning and church isn't on your regular to-do list on Sundays, I thank God that you're here. You might have been invited. You might come during this time of the year because it's the thing to do and praise God for that. Christianity may not Be jiving with you. It just doesn't make sense. This book is is sometimes hard to understand and hard to receive. Forget that for right now. Let's talk about a person. Let's talk about Jesus. I have one more passage. Because here's the deal. Christianity is not about a book. Not about following a set of rules or regulations. It's about following a person. It's about a daily walk with a person named Jesus. Now this book helps us to do that and to understand that Christianity is not about a book or a set of rules. It is about a person. And Christmas is the celebration of the birth of that person. Hallelujah. One more passage before we share in communion together. This is Paul in Ephesians 1 beginning with verse 4. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his family by bringing us to himself. How? Through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do. And it gave him great pleasure. I've been saying this, this entire, seems like, not on purpose, it just keeps coming up this whole Advent season. Every week I end up saying this. Christmas is not plan B. Jesus coming, being born in a manger, growing up like you and me, being familiar with everything that we go through except without sin, and then dying and raising, that was not plan B, because God and his sovereignty... And his foreknowledge knew that we were going to mess up. And so Jesus was slain from the foundation of the world. And that's how much God loves us. He went ahead and created us anyway, even though he knew what was going to happen, because he loves us, he wanted to have fellowship with us, and he provided a way back to himself through Jesus Christ. That is what Christmas is all about. And it is not plan B. God knew. Verse 6, so because of all of that, we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. Folks, praise and worship is our only proper response to what Jesus has done. Oh, I'm a quiet person, Pastor Allen. I don't lift my voice and I don't. I'd like to see you when the Georgia Bulldogs are playing. I'm just quiet. Woo! Go! Come on. All right, all right, all right. I won't mess. I'm, 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 I, I promised I wouldn't mess with you this morning. It's Christmas Eve, but I'm, I did anyway. Listen, our only proper response is worship because of what he's done. Verse 7, he is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered us His kindness, the kindness on us along with all the wisdom and understanding. Verse 9, God has now revealed to us His mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill His own good plan. And this is the plan. Nudge somebody next to you and say, this is the plan. plan. That's that awkward moment. It's done. It's fine. Here we go. This is the plan. At the right time, at the right time, He will bring everything. Say everything. everything. Say it again. Everything together under the authority of Christ. Everything in heaven and on earth. Now, see, there were markers and signs and prophecies fulfilled before Jesus was born, there were nations that were shifting and the borders were moving and there was violence and uprising. The Roman Empire came upon the scene and began developing and making roadways that God knew had to be there for the gospel to go forth. God knew what was going on. It all had to happen to set the stage for the birth of Jesus Christ and today 2,000 years later we begin to sense the same urgency inside of us, don't we? Come on now we begin to see the signs of the times and begin to sense the birth pains going on in this world. Just look at the news just watch the news. Prophecies are fulfilling one after another and just as he came as a baby in a manger he will come again. The stage is being set again for his soon and imminent return. But listen to me. When he comes again, he's not coming as a baby in a manger. He's not coming again as the suffering servant. When he comes again, he's coming as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And the Father will bring all things under the authority of His name. Jesus will vanquish the works of the enemy. Jesus will put an end to all suffering and pain. Every wrong will be made right. Every injustice will be overturned. Every righteous act will be rewarded. Every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Jesus will fulfill every prophecy concerning his eternal kingdom. But if you want to be a part of that story, if you want to enter into that kingdom, you have to receive Jesus as your king. It's the greatest gift ever given. But tomorrow morning or whenever you celebrate and you have a gift on your lap, it does you absolutely no good to sit there and be remain unwrapped. You have to open it. You are sitting in a situation where the greatest gift is sitting right there. What are you going to do? I pray that you'll unwrap it today and make him Lord and King. We're about to share in communion, but before we do that, I want to give every single person from the youngest to the oldest the opportunity to look at your heart, to evaluate, and listen to me. Everybody look at me. You can't do that for anybody else. Come on, parents. Don't you wish we could? you could do that for your kids? You need to get saved! You know, come on. That's... <laughs> Don't you wish we could just make those decisions for people that we love? Can't. Nobody, you can't do it for anybody else and nobody can do it for you. Have you truly received Jesus as your king? Listen, do you know him personally? Not through the pastor, not through a church, not through a friend or a parent. Do you know Jesus personally? Are you following him daily? You don't have a relationship with somebody you don't talk to. Is that right? Do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? I want you to listen to verse 7 one more time. The Father is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his Son and forgave our sins. Will you bow your heads? I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you up. But you know, I don't have to make this long at all. You know if you are in relationship with Jesus or not. If you are not, if your relationship with Christ is not where it should be this morning. It's very simple. You just unwrap the gift. Would you raise your hand if you'd like to do that? I'm not going to embarrass you. Who else? Raise your hand. Just raise your hand. Keep it up for a minute. Anybody else? Say, I want to receive him as my king. Maybe I thought he was my savior, but he, he wasn't my king. Who else? Who else? I want everyone to pray this prayer out loud with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I confess that I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. Right now, I receive you as my King. I bow my knee to your lordship. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I invite you to be the Lord of my life. Thank you for saving me. From this day forward, I will strive to live my life for you and to the glory of your name in Jesus name everybody said